Yeah, we thank the Lord for you. Uh, I'll say one thing this morning. I get in a big way of preaching sometimes, amen, and uh, I get a little bold, and you know, I just want to say this this morning. Uh, God's given me some things, some thoughts I think we're going to preach on, I think, amen. Uh, and I'm going to say this. Uh, I know Brother J.R. <laughs> already on judging this morning. And I'll say this uh, from the bottom of my heart. When I say things, uh, and I'm not apologizing or backing up, amen, for what I say, but I do want to say this. Sometimes we say things, and I want you to understand that we've got to get in the mind of God. Amen. If you have the mind of God, there's things that, that are not right. There's things that are wrong. Amen. And, and so don't think that that's dealing with judging. I'm not adding to or taking away from Brother J.R. this morning. Don't think that, brother. But I, I want to say this. Uh, there, there comes a time where we make up our minds of what is right. And what is wrong is what I'm saying. Brother JR's probably headed that way. Amen. But I, I didn't get there this morning, run out of time. But anyway, turn your Bibles this morning to Numbers 21. Numbers 21, verse number 4. It's already been said once this morning. Uh, history repeats itself time and time and time again. And it's amazing, me and Brother Lester and Brother JR, we ain't talked. Amen. We ain't said nothing. But God is big, amen, and He knows. Uh, he already knew it was going to be said this morning. If you found your place in Numbers 21, if you would please stand. Out of reverence and out of respect to God's Word. Numbers 21 and verse number 4. If you found your place, say amen. Amen. Numbers 21, verse number 4. You'll hear the pages of flipping. Amen. Genesis, Exodus, then Leviticus, then Numbers. Amen. Numbers 21, verse number 4. The Bible said this. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Let's read it one more time. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we thank you, God, so much. Lord, for this privilege, God, this opportunity to be in your house. Thank you, God, so much. Father, for meeting with us this morning the way that you have. God, I pray that you'd help me not to do anything to bring a hindrance to your spirit this morning. God, I pray, Father, that you give me the words that's needed to say. Father, I pray, God, that you would just move upon hearts. And Father, if there be one lost here this morning, dear God, I pray that you'd save their soul before it's everlasting and eternally too late. God, I love you, Father. I thank you. And Father, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You'll be seated. I want to preach to you on this thought this morning. Much discouraged because of the way. Much discouraged because of the way. But there's ever been a day and if there's ever been a time 
that children of God are discouraged and down. It's the day in which we're living in. Amen. But I want to give you some history before we get started on the book of Numbers. And then I want to look at what's going on in the context of, of our scripture. Now I want to see this morning just what it was that had the children of Israel to become discouraged because of the way. I want to look this morning uh, at this thing. But when you look, I think you'll find out this morning uh, is the children of Israel had gotten discouraged a long last way for some of the same reasons that you and I get discouraged as well. Amen. Uh, without taking up more time, let's look at some history of the book of Numbers. Moses, who was one of the greatest men of the Old Testament this morning, as far as you can measure a man, I guess, is the man that wrote this great and wonderful book that we're in here this morning. Moses was a man who knew what it was like to commune directly with God. Hey, wouldn't that be amazing to climb up into Mount Sinai and have God talk to you? I mean, friend, how great, how neat would that be this morning to just be able to talk with God. Hey, think about Adam and Eve communing, or Adam communing with God. God communing with Adam. Wouldn't it be neat in our day just to talk to Him and have Him talk back? I mean in a loud, audible voice. Doesn't that be neat? He don't do that. Amen. But listen, He's the man this morning who had come closest in the Old Testament to seeing the glory of our great and our mighty God. The Bible said in Exodus 33, 18-23, where Moses and God are having a conversation. This is what Moses said. The Bible said, and He said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. That's what Moses said. Here's what God said. The Bible said, and He said, I will make all all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for thou shalt no man see me and live. That's God talking. God said this. And the Lord said, Behold, there's a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by, and I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face thou shalt not see. Moses come closest to seeing the Lord. Amen. Hey, wouldn't it be amazing just to say the backside of our Savior or the backside of God as He passed by? I mean, just one little glimpse I'm telling you this morning. I'm going to a place, thank God, one day hey, where I'll see the Savior. I'll look Him in the face and I'll get to talk to Him and speak with Him. Hey, ain't you looking forward to the day when you get to see God? Amen. Moses couldn't see the face of God, but he saw the back part. Hey, what a day it will be when we're saved, get to heaven, get to look at Jesus and just say thank you. Hey, what a day it's going to be. We thank Him down here and the tears can flow, but what a day, friend, when we get to go up to heaven and just say thank you. Hey, friend, Moses is the author of the book of Numbers. And in this book, if you were to study it out for yourself, in this book you would find out that Moses numbers the people here. Uh, you would find in this book, you would see that most of this book this morning describes Israel's experiences in the wilderness. Now I want you to get a hold of something. Just like the children of Israel were down and in the wilderness, you and I that are saved and born again, can we not admit that we are in the wilderness today? 
I mean, friend, no evidence in the Word of God here is talking about a desert, I believe. It was dry. We're living in a dry land in our day. I mean, friend, we're living in people, we're living in a world where people have dry feelings toward anything. I mean, friend, folks are killing people left and right, not shedding a tear. That's where we're living at in America right now. I'm just being honest with you. That's what I'm saying. I'm not judging. I'm just telling the truth. Amen. There's a difference. But friend, I know that this book was written to the children of Israel. But I'm glad God wrote the whole Bible. Maybe not to us, but for us. Thank the Lord. Friend, you and I can take what's found in the Bible and found in this book of Numbers this morning. You and I can find out just how the children of Israel felt when they were on their journey. Hey, you know what? Every one of us this morning is on a journey for our life. Some of you are going on uh, to graduating from one grade, going on to another grade. Amen. You've done that. We're on a journey in our lives. Some of you may have started jobs. Some of you may be out of school, going to school. We're on a journey. Hey, child of God, we're on a journey this morning. The children of Israel, they were on a journey in the Word of God. And friend, there may have been many times I failed God on the journey. But there's not one time the Lord's failed me. I believe we can all agree on that statement this morning. Has God ever failed you? Friend, in this period of the book of Numbers, it's kind of a type and a picture of our salvation. Now get a hold of this. Uh, it shows how that God got the children of Israel up out of the sinful land of Egypt. Uh, just like our God in heaven got you and I that are saved and born again. Hey, out of the sin-filled life that we were in. I'm glad, friend, for the mercy and the grace of God this morning. Hey, I'm telling you, God, in His mercy can save a drunkard and the drunkard will never go to the bar again. I'm glad God can save a man here and call the priest a word of God. Hey, Amen. He'll wear it back and preach. Hey, ain't you glad this morning that God's merciful? Every sin you and I have ever done, every wrong that you've ever done, Jesus Christ paid for on the cross. If you're lost this morning, hear me well. I want you to know Jesus Christ paid it all. He went to Calvary's hill and they beat him and he paid for it all. Hey, he went to Calvary's hill before he even made it there. They beat him to a bloody pole. I mean, his insides were hanging out. They plan on preaching this, but it's going to be all right. His insides were hanging out. You could see it as he was calling out your name, saying, Father, forgive me, for they know not what they do. Oh, friend, if you're lost this morning, I'm glad you can be saved by the one who paid it all. The children of Israel had been brought up out of the land of Egypt. You and I that are saved have been brought up out of sin. The sin debt has been paid in full by the blood of the Lamb. Hey, friend, the children of Israel in this book of Numbers, they're out there wandering in the wilderness, just like you and I are out here in the world today. Amen. We can't help it. We go to work. And there's the world. Amen. We step outside the church. And there's the world. You go to school. There's the world. It's all around you. Friend. And just like they're wandering in the wilderness. They're being tested. Just like God will test us sometimes. Amen. And they have to face temptations. Just like you and I will face temptations in our life. But friend, it's in that wilderness this morning that God teaches all of His people their consequences for rebelling against God. How many times has God whipped you? Amen. He's whipped me. It's also in the wilderness this morning that God transforms His people. Get a hold of this. From a people who were ex-slaves into a nation that is ready to take possession of the promised land. Hey, in their promised land was Canaan. 
Now, if you're saved and born again once blood of Jesus Christ, you are living in Canaan's land right now. And while we're out there living in Canaan's land, hey, I mean, you can have it. It's there for you. I hope you're there this morning. But I'm telling you, friend, as we go through the wilderness, God is preparing a people to go to a land where we ain't never coming back from. I'm telling you, friend, I'm going to heaven or you. He's preparing us. My final destination is a land called heaven. I don't know about you, but I'm glad this world is not my home. You know what? I, I hate to think, and all I had to look forward to was all the stuff down here. I'd hate to think about that. Amen. Heaven's our final home, if you're saved. But along life's journey, we find ourselves getting discouraged because of the way. Sometimes the way's rough. Sometimes. And the news don't make it any better. Amen. The media don't help a bit. But friend, it's here in this chapter this morning. We see the children of Israel as they're coming out victorious over their enemies. Look, the Bible said in verses 1 through verse number 3. And when King Arad, uh, the Canaanite, which went in the south, heard tell that Israel came by way of the spies. Then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou would indeed deliver this people into my hand. Then I will utterly destroy their cities. The Bible said, The Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. And he called the name of that place Hormah. Their enemies had been defeated. God had destroyed the Canaanites. God destroyed their cities. Hey, this was the people that was given the children of Israel all the problems. Friend, just in knowing that Israel's enemies have been defeated. Now you think they've been shouting. I mean, you think that, friend, that they would be raising the roof off the place, if you will. I mean, friend, you would think that, that they would be praising God and, and bringing on the Lord. But, friend, right here in our text, here's what we find. I mean, friend, you, you think that they'd be shouting instead of pouting. Wouldn't you? I mean, friend, you would think that by surely the goodness they'd be praising instead of murmuring. Oh, friend, let's read it again, though. Here's what we find, verse number 4. This is what the Bible says. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Their enemies had been defeated. And then we find them with their souls defeated. Friend, victory had been won. But the people become weary. And it's all because of the way. Hey, does this not sound familiar? Hey, our enemies have been defeated. We're going to see the devil thrown into a lake of fire. Hey, never to be loosed again. The devil and the Antichrist are getting what's coming to them. Glory, what a day it'll be when he's bound and thrown to the lake of fire. Never to bother anybody again. The victory's won. But we're defeated. Discouraged. Along the way. Is that not right? Amen. Maybe not. Maybe I'm discouraged and need the message this morning. Amen. Listen. Victory has been won. The price of our sin death has been paid. But oh friend, we've become much discouraged because of the way. With the help of the Lord, I want to preach on the thought. Much discouraged. Because of the way. I want to give you four thoughts this morning. Number one, I want to preach on this. What, what made the children of Israel 
discouraged. Number one, there was a fact along the way. Number two, there was a complaining people along the way. Number three, there was a bat. Get a hold of this. There was a bat that had a hold of every single person here in the Word of God. There was a bat along the way. Number four, there was safety along the way. Let's look, number one, at there was a fact along the way. The Bible said in verse number one, and when King Herod the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, heard tell that Israel came by the way of the spies, then he fought against Israel. Now the children of Israel had become discouraged, no doubt, all because there were fights that would happen all along the way. Now listen, even though the children of Israel had won the fight, there were still yet those this morning who were taken prisoners in the Word of God. I'm going to come back to that later. But one of the reasons that they were down in the one of the reasons that they were discouraged this morning is because of the fact there had been a fight. There had been some Israelites that had been taken prisoner. Not only was there fights in their day, but friend, there's fights in our day. I'm just going to be real honest with you. Most of the fights we have start on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. Amen. Let's just go ahead and get down to where the rubber meets the road. You ever notice that the bed feels good on Sunday morning and that pillow, when it starts sticking to your face and the bed feels good and the alarm clock, you don't want to get up. Hey, you get up every day of the week. I mean, we go to work, but on Sunday morning, the bed feels good. Wednesday night. Well, glory. Amen. I'm going to have a good time whether you are or not. So you might as well. On Wednesday night, what happens when the couch starts, when you start sinking in the couch? Amen. And, and you watch the TV and you look at your clock and say, well, God will understand if I lay out tonight. I'm telling you, there's a fight in our day. But we don't understand. See, the devil wants you to sit at the house. He don't want you to hear the Word of God. He don't want you to hear the message. Hey, friend, he's fighting and a lot of folks are losing the they don't understand what's going on. There's a fight in our day. There's a fight. We're in a spiritual battle. Listen, the world needs to open its minds to what God word, God's Word says. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 11 through 12, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There's a fight going on our day. Friend, if you and I could only see what goes on in the things we can't see. There's now don't look at the preacher like he's crazy, I'm telling the truth. There's wicked angels among us, and there's good angels, and they, and they are fighting. And what happens when that little voice comes in your head and says, it'll be all right to lay out of church this time. It's either the devil or one of his angels. Why? Wants to rob you of hearing the word of God. I'm telling you we're in a fight. Amen. It's a spiritual fight. Wake up, man. Our president holds up a Bible. And people's ready to fight. Hey, is that not where we're at? That's what's going on. I'm not politicking. I'm being honest. What's wrong? We're in a fight. There are a lot of church houses that are empty in our day because we're in a fight. Man, it's for real. Uh, and I'll tell you what it is this morning. We're in a spiritual fight. Starts on Sunday morning. Begins again on Wednesday night. 
I can't tell you how many times preachers had this thought, what if I just didn't show up tonight? Amen. Uh, you ever think that? What if I just... God will understand. I've talked to a lady one day. She said, I work all the time. Only night I got a spring Wednesday night, God will understand. Well, did God not say not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the man or some is? God will understand. Hey, listen, that's where we're at. I'll try not to get started. But friend, in the fight this morning, there's also a crowd out there and it needs to be said. There's a black lives matter crowd. I don't hate the preacher this morning. I'm not politicking. I'm going to give you the truth and we're going to mosey on and we'll shout at the end of this thing. If you don't agree, amen, with that crowd out there, then you're racist. Man, I'm thinking, listen to me. Who put the black before the lives matter. I didn't do that. They didn't, they done that. Well, friend, there's a fact going on in our day. It'll make sense in a minute. Friend, their name is the one that says it all. The name is Black Lives Matter. Hey, when you say that, I'm not politicking, but really what they're saying is our lives are the only one that matter. I'm telling you, when Christ was up on the cross, He, uh, he said, I died for all. He said, whosoever shall call Black, white, yellow, purple, blue, or brown. It doesn't matter. Christ died for all. Amen. I'll tell you what they believe. And we're in a spiritual fight. You say, preacher, why is all this going on? We're in a spiritual battle right now. We're in a fight. Amen. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you what they believe. And you can draw your own opinion from it. They go against the very word of our God. Jesus Christ did not just die for blacks. He died for all. Listen to us. I think what they're saying when they say black lives matter, will they truly know it or not? They may not know. Well, I think they're saying God is wrong. Because Christ, their lives ain't the only ones that matter. Our lives ain't the only ones that matter this morning. Amen. Listen, they've murdered. Have they not? They've killed. They've stolen. The Bible said thou shalt not steal. What do you think looting is? Amen. Friend, I'm just preaching the Word of God this morning. Listen, hey, it's an attack at God because we're in a spiritual battle. Hey, friend, all lives matter. If they believed that, they'd stop all the looting. Hey, think of the jobs that went away because the buildings they burned. But they don't think all lives matter. It's all about them. This is going to be tough, I can go ahead and tell you. I got on their website. Here's some things they believe. They believe that all black Americans, this is what they said. All black Americans should receive a guaranteed minimum income. That means we sit at the house while you work and you pay our bills. That's what it's had. Listen to this. They believe they should have free health care, free schooling, and free real estate. I'm telling you, we're in a spiritual fight. Our minds are being blinded. Listen to me. They believe that they're entitled to free abortions. God said, Thou shalt not kill. Amen. They're entitled to free abortions. I'm trying to preach this as humbly as I can. This is what they believe. They want to put an end to jails, and they want to put an end to the police. That's what they believe. I'm telling you, if somebody shows up on my door, I want the police there, and I want them to put in jail. Don't you? Amen. Spiritual battle. 
That's where we're at. All those things are against the Word of God. The battle that we're in this morning, even in the election. Listen, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I'm telling you there's one party that you're not going to check up on. I'm telling you this morning, this, even this election is spiritual. Hey, I'm not being mean, I'm being honest. How many people sitting on a church do you see going out of building lately? You haven't. Now, I'm not saying that we're the most godly people in the world. Amen. That's some of the weakest people I know since on the church too. But what I'm saying is, how many of us burn down a building? But we're the problem. You see what's going on? There's something more in the mouth. You say, you are crazy. Say, no, I'm just preaching. Listen to this. I'm not being mean. I'm being honest. But uh, I want to say this. They believe that they ought to be able to go in and have a free sex change. You say you've got Bible for that preacher. God created them male and female. Created them. I'm telling you, friend, we're living in a twisted day. Are we not? Hey, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Just bear with me. Amen. If we're going to win the fight in this spiritual battle, I'm going to say this. I'm going to move on. You know what we God's people got to do? We got to vote. Amen. I'm telling you, you, you base your vote on the Word of God and you see where your vote goes. Now, let me move on. Alright, there are many groups, there are many people in our day who are denying what the Word of God said and if it denies and contradicts the Bible, then they're wrong because God is right. There's a witness in our day like I've never seen before. There's a fight going on just like there was a fight in the days of the children of Israel. Friend, we are in a spiritual fight and if you watch the news, if you turn on the TV, it's everywhere you look and folks have become much discouraged because of the way. I mean, friend, it makes me sick. That's all you hear about anymore on TV. I can't cut the TV on without seeing a rainbow flag come on the TV. They're pushing it. Now, you know what it is? This wasn't even in the message. It's going to cost you a dime extra, though. I'm picking on you. Our young is going to school, going to college, and they're coming home and they're messed up. An old man right now talked to me at work the other day. He's broken. His daughter posted a Black Lives Matter thing on the internet. He said, I told her to take it down. So it's disrespectful. He sat there in the week and he cried. He said, She's going to have to stay. They're teaching her these things. He said, I've raised her right. He said, I've done all I know how to do. He said, what do you do, Brother Jones? I said, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I said, just take her to church. Here's what the man said. I don't go to church. I haven't been to church a long time. Friend, the importance of the house of God. For to get your young and grounded in something other than what they teach over there. Amen. Friend, where can they hear the truth at? There's been many folks, we're in a fight. Many folks have been taken prisoner in the fight. Think about this. A lot of people say, I've heard people you wouldn't believe come up to me and say, Preacher, I fell back in to sin where I used to be. I'm saved. But I've messed up so bad. I said, God forgive you, he will. But they don't seem to get out of it. Why? We're in a fight. People's been taken prisoners every day. Hey, friend, listen to me. If you're lost, you're a prisoner this morning. I'm not being mean. 
you're a prisoner to something called sin. I'm telling you, that's where we're at this morning. What is sin? Wrong that you do in your life. Wrong against God. I'm telling you, you're a prisoner. But I'm telling you, there's a way out. Hallelujah. We're in a fight. And our, and our, our, our hearts have <clears throat> become much discouraged because of the way. Yes. Number two. There was a fight along the way. There were prisoners along the way. Now let's look number two and also a complaining people among the way. Now some of you are probably looking at me and saying, Preacher, please don't preach on this again. I'm telling you, friend, is that not the way it is? I mean, friend, we're saved and born again. Hey, look, the Bible says in verse number five, and the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. God said, I'm feeding you, and they said, We hate your bread. Amen. Hey, it doesn't take long in getting the Word of God to see some people that are complaining. Amen, friend. That's exactly the way it is in our day. Amen. If the air's too high, amen, we're grabbing. If the heat's up too much, we're complaining. Amen. I'm telling you, we ought to be happy God's put a roof over our head and allowed us to come to worship God. Amen. Ain't we human beings? We are. Ain't we? It's okay. I've been complaining about the heat before. Amen. Uh, we was talking about it outside just a minute ago. Amen. I like it uh, a little bit warmer than I like it cold. Some like it colder. They like it hot. Heaven forbid McDonald's forgets to put some french fries in the happy meal. <laughs> Amen. Our, uh, our happy meal gets turned into a frail meal real fast, don't you? Hey, that's the way we are. We're complainers, ain't we? Are we not like that? Ask my wife. She's not in here now. She, but I'm not related. Yes, you can ask her. I complain. My mouth's open. I'm complaining. But friend, it's caused people to be much discouraged along the way. What the problem is this morning is you and I, we're spoiled. We've got roofs over our head, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, and then something goes wrong. And who are we complaining to? Honestly, what are, who are we complaining to, really? See, things go deeper than you and I think. When you and I do that, what we're doing is that we're doing exactly what the children of Israel done, and we're speaking against God. How's that? Who gave you the happy meal? Maybe God didn't want you to have friends that morning. Who gave you the house? Uh, who gave you the car you drive? Who gave you these things? And then when something goes wrong and we'll grab and complain, who are we grabbing to? God, all things go from God. We're complainers. We're grapplers. We're grumblers. Some of you wives are looking at your husbands. Some of you husbands are looking at your wives. I don't know what that's about. Amen. Friend, there's an awful complaint. That we better be careful. But here's one of the worst complaints you can have in our day. And that is this. We'll look at what's going on in the world in our day. Now listen. We're discouraged because of the way. We'll look at the things going on and say, God, why did you come back? Now we better be careful. God ain't forgot about us. God is coming back. But if we're not careful along the way, get discouraged and we'll get so down we'll look around at what's going on and say God are you coming back or what and we'll complain against God hey you gotta be careful 
much discouraged along the way. They spoke against God. They spoke against the man of God. Moses was leading them around in the wilderness. They spoke against him. Here's a man talking to God with the people. And they said, they were complaining and murmured against him. Whoa, we're not living in a day. Preacher preached for an hour and a half this morning. I've heard people say this. Don't look at me like that. Not about me, but I've heard people say this. If you can't say about me, I don't want to know. <laughs> Preacher preached for an hour and a half this morning. He's long-winded and loud. Amen. I've heard people say that. Talking against the man of God. You know what people do? They'll say, well, he's playing hellfire and brimstone preachers. I ain't listening to him. You ever heard that? I have. Amen. They're complaining against the man of God. Well, he said, checking up is wrong and I ain't going back. Amen. Get, your, get, the, get our heads on straight. Amen. Get your mind in focus with God and listen to what God said. Amen. We're living in a crazy society. Well, that preacher preaches on alcohol and says it's wrong. I ain't going back to that church. That's where we're at. We'll complain. But listen to this. The Bible said this in Luke 21, 25 through 28. And there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves roared. Men's heart. Get, get, I want you to get a hold of this. Men's heart failing them from fear. Whoa. Now wait a minute. Is that not where we're at? Everybody's scared. Scared to death. Listen, I'm saying that the virus is real. But folks are plumb scared to death. I mean, I've never seen them. I, I've seen them in the store run through and run out because they're terrified. I'm telling you, I know where I'm going. That's what takes me out of here so bad. Listen to this. I'm going to get in a big way of preaching. Forget all about this. Listen to this. There should be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars upon the earth, the strength of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves warn men's hearts, failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption drawing nigh. I'm telling you, friend, it's getting close. I hope you're ready to go. How sad would it be? No, you've heard about what Christ done for you. How sad would it be for you to be left behind when Christ comes back? Number three, there was a fight. There was a complaining people. Number three, there was a bite that had a hold on many along the way. Get a hold of this. The Bible said in verse number six, and the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. There was a bite. I'm telling you, there's a bite going on in our day. What causes what causes the prisoners? What causes the complaining? What causes what all is going on around us? God? Sin. Everybody's been bitten with a bite. I'm telling you, since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, there's been a bite upon mankind. Our little girl got a bite. She lies all the time. Amen. What is it? It's called sin. Now don't get crossed up with me. Until a person reaches the age of accountability, they're not accountable. But once you reach that age and you know right from wrong, and you know what sin is, you know what God done, who he is, what he's done for you, you've reached the age of accountability. Now listen to me. There's a bite 
The bite is sin. Why are people looting and riding and raiding the streets today? Because they've been bit with a bite. Why is people burning their lust? Men loving men, women loving women. What happened? It's because of sin. It's not right. It's wrong. I'm telling you, you've been bit with a bite this morning. There's only one difference between saved sinners and lost sinners. Saved sinners are going to heaven. Lost sinners are going to hell. It's the only difference this morning. There was a bite. I ain't preaching real good, but it's all right. Number four. Once you get a hold of this, we'll be done. There's a fight along the way. Complaining along the way. There was a bite. But now let's look number four. That there's also safety. Thank God. Listen, the Bible said here this morning in verse, in verse number nine. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if the serpent had been any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. I'm telling you, there's sin all around. People's been bent with the curse of sin. But I'm telling you, there was a pole, amen, that our Savior was put upon on the cross of Calvary. And I'm telling you this morning, if you can only get a look, there's safety. Along the way, hey, my mind goes back to Noah on the ark and been the Noah priest for 120 years. And when God shut the door and shut Noah and his family in, hey, they were safe in the ark. The ark's a picture of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And all along my sleigh, the road made the waters now. I've been bumpy. Things may have happened. Sin all around. But I'm telling you, in that ark, they were safe and they were sound. Hey, Satan, don't look up. In the ark, there's safety. In Christ, there's safety. In the man that went up on the pole, are you? Hey, there's a bat. There's safety all around. Thank God. You're safe. Think about this. We get our eyes on everything going on around us. We get our eyes on the trouble. We get our eyes on the heartaches. Even get our eyes on our failures, on our faults. I'm glad, thank God, one look at the door. Let's me know that I'm safe. And secure. Let's me know that I'm anchored in the rock of Jesus Christ. Hey, friend, do you have safety this morning? These people are much discouraged because of the way. There was a bite that had been got on every one of these children of Israel. They were bitten. But one look at what kind of look was it, preacher? They got their eyes off their self and they looked by faith and they said, I believe this earth is going to heal me. I'm telling you this morning. One look at the Savior. Bleeding with his insides hanging out. You could see his guts. And they pierced him as he hung there for you and for me. I'm glad, thank you. Now, I've got safety. I've got peace. I've got hope in a world that doesn't seem to have any hope because I looked upon a man who died for me. I believe that he'd take away my sin if I'd ask, and he'd give it to me. Whew. 
Are you glad you're saved? Have you gotten saved this morning? I'm telling you, if you don't, why don't you look upon a man this morning that took your sin and nailed it to the cross? I'm telling you this morning, you can be the worst sinner in the world or you can be just a little one. It don't matter. Friend, I'm telling you, once you get your sin under the blood of Christ, it's forgiven, it's gone, and you're redeemed, and you're saved forever. Oh, friend, one look. One look is all it took. They just looked at that serpent on the pole. Friend, can you in your mind look upon Jesus? Look at him as he suffered for you. Look at him as he died for you. Now think about this. As he was nailed to that cross, his arms were One hand nailed to this side. The other hand nailed to this side. You know what that is? tells me that whosoever will, black, white, yellow, brown, Christ died for all. Amen. Do you have safety? Do you have peace? Do you know where you're going if you leave this world behind? What if you used to die right now? It could happen. You get in a car wreck on the way home. I'm not scared now, I'm just being honest. Where would you go? It's either heaven or it's either hell. Every head bowed, every eye closed. It's been different. Let's all stand this morning. Head bows, heads bowed, eyes closed. My friend, the children of Israel had become much discouraged because of the way. I'll ask you this: If you become discouraged. Because of the way this morning, you say, Preacher, I see everything going on. My heart's failing me. Why don't you come to the altar this morning and give it to Him? I ask you this this morning. Are you much discouraged because you've never been saved? Are you unsettled and unsure where you go when you leave this world behind? If you are, why don't you come to this altar this morning give your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm telling you, it's the best thing that you'll ever do. Just give your heart to Him. Hey, is He knocking on your heart this morning? That's Him. Is your heart pounding out of your chest? That's Jesus. He's asking you, will you let Him in? You need to be saved this morning. If you do, why don't you come on? Preacher, I'm discouraged because of the way if you are. Why don't you just come on? Say, God, I need some encouragement. Help me just to look to you. Oh, everybody's standing, head bowed, eyes closed. If you've never been saved, would you be honest enough with God, honest enough with me this morning? Nobody's looking around. Just you and me. Would you slip your hand up, preacher? I'm lost, and I want you to pray for me. I'll not come to you. I'll not embarrass you. I won't mention your name to nobody. Would you slip your hand up, preacher? I've never been saved. Pray for me, preacher. I've never been saved. Would you slip your hand up right now? Put it back down. Anybody need to move? Have you become discouraged because of the way? Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we